0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Talking Floorball Podcast, episode three. This is the special preview of the upcoming Men's Under 19 World Floorball Championships taking place in Frederikshaven, Denmark. As always, your hosts for this show, the IFF media team, myself, James, and my colleague, Murray. Murray, hello.
1: Hello, James.
0: Did you have a good weekend?
1: I did, yes. What about you?
0: Um, I'm alive, that's all I need to say, and that's that's the most positive thing. Being alive, being happy, we fly tomorrow to Denmark.
1: Early in the morning.
0: Indeed, and uh, um, we see that a lot of teams have already travelled there over the weekend, and uh, a lot of teams travelling overnight as well. I know the Polish have a nice 12-hour bus journey from the middle of Poland straight to Frederikshavn. So. Oh, really? They probably just arrived there about an hour ago after travelling all night long. So um, get some good sleep and rest. Poland and uh, Singapore as well struggling probably maybe a little bit with the jet lag. Uh, Australia travelling a week beforehand. And uh, USA as well travelling on the Friday. So the long distance teams already all there. So the, the format for this one, these previews, are we're going to go through every group, every team in the groups. And then we're going to talk about one player, maybe the history of each team, what we expect. And then at the end, we're going to do a quick prediction of the gold, silver and bronze medalists for both myself and Mari. And who we think is going to be victorious in Frederickshaven. So we'll start off from the back. We'll go from group D and then we'll work our way up. So we've got two groups each. I will start with group D. And we'll start off with Australia. Australia who haven't been in a under-19 for a little while. Obviously unable to compete in, uh, in the Czech Republic due to COVID. But they are back and uh, very happy to have them here. They uh, got through qualifying in the AOFC. They had a tough match against Singapore, but then breezed through their last match against New Zealand rather comfortably to qualify. And I think I would like to highlight one player in Tom Meyer. You may have seen he recently took over our Instagram over the weekend uh, this past week. My apologies. And he was one of the bright stars in qualifications. He got six points in only two games in those qualies. Uh, he's got a Swiss background. I believe one of his parents is Swiss and um, he's spoken about his Dreams of playing in Europe one day. He plays for Pirates in Western Australia in the Western Australian Leagues. And is definitely one to watch. He's a young upcoming player, of course. All these players are going to be young on the under-19s. But it's a Aussie team with a varied amount of players from different areas in Australia. And uh, he is certainly one to look for. Tom Meyer, the forward. Moving on. Singapore Singapore also came through the AOFC qualifications where they drew with Australia and beat New Zealand. Uh, for me, they are also coming back into the under-19s. This is only their second time being in an under-19s and obviously as well, 2021, unable to attend due to COVID when it was basically a European championship. So for me, it's the goalkeeper, Justin Kang Tingfang. He stopped 46 shots in two games in qualifications for an 86% save percentage. And he will be most likely for me the starting goalkeeper for Singapore or the goalkeeper who will get the majority of the matches in Frederickshaven. And Singapore have always been underrated in the goalie market Um, in terms of like the ability level. I, I think on the senior team, they have really good goalies in particular, Justin Lowe, and um, they, are, they are really, Joshua Lowe, sorry, Justin is this goalie and um, they definitely have a, a good pipeline of talent in the goalkeeping section. Moving on to the third team in Group D, Slovenia. Uh, Mari, you actually saw them in qualification in El Escorial. Uh, I did, yes. H- how were they for you?
1: Um, I mean, Slovenia is a very talented team their aims for the upcoming World Championships were quite humble in their team presentations. I think they mentioned that maybe they will win a game or something like that, but I definitely disagree. They should be aiming higher because they can do whatever they want, I think. yeah.
0: It's a very family-run family, family run team. Uh, the Peklac family is always involved in Slovenian floorball. And that's who I've picked as my player to watch from the Slovenia side. He's the captain. Uh, he got the most points in qualifying for Slovenia. 12 points in four games. And this is his third under-19s in a row, which is not very normally seen. Normally you get a maximum of two. Um, but he's been playing in this under-19 team for a long time. He's the captain of the team. And he plays for F FBK Insport, who recently um, got to the final of the... Three Nations League, which is between Slovenia, Austria and Hungary. And that player is Nej Beklaj. So look out for him and he will probably tell me in Frederikshavn how to pronounce his name.
1: And also if you are somewhere in the arena, you will definitely hear where Team Slovenia are because they are very loud. They are always celebrating their successful matches and like successful situations in general.
0: and and throwing water on each other in interviews
1: Um, possibly
0: they do that a lot (laughs) and lastly we'll move on to Norway in Group D Uh, Norway were very dominant in qualifications in in their group in in Austria went undefeated won all their matches and uh, definitely a class above Uh, I would say of all the teams that were in qualification Norway is probably the strongest they just missed out on automatic qualification and um, nearly all of their players if not all play in the top division top league in Sweden for uh, in Norway for men's men's side um, and they are all very very talented obviously floorball being a very big sport in Norway as well so for me it's sebastian camper he was the top scorer in qualifications for norway scoring a massive 14 points in five matches he's uh, a leader on this team and he's definitely very experienced having played in the senior men's league in Norway. He plays for Nord 92 who finished fourth in the league this season and uh, unfortunately lost out in the playoffs, didn't get to the final of the Norwegian playoffs. But I would say Norway are definitely the favourites for this Group D, and then it could be a toss-up between Slovenia, Australia and Singapore. I I think for me, my prediction will be Norway 1, Slovenia 2... Australia 3 and Singapore 4. That is my prediction for Group D. Mari, you have Group C, I believe. Is there any interesting stories and players from your group?
1: Um, So Denmark, Estonia, Austria and USA are playing in Group C. I just had some notes on Group Slovenia randomly there because I just wanted wanted to mention them twice, I guess. Um, Yeah, so Denmark, obviously, they are the hosts, so... They will definitely look forward to showing their best game in Frederikshavn. Um, the team's best achievement is from 2017 when they finished on the sixth place, and in the most recent event in 2021, they were ninth. Um, several players come from the local team Frederikshaven Blackhawks, for example Tour Dale, Kasper Jerup, Kasper Abilgaard and Oskar Björk. Uh, The local club won the Danish championships in both men's and the women's. So we are in good hands in this floorball city of Frederikshaven. Also something interesting that the Danish Floorball Federation and possibly their media team did. um, They mentioned some fun facts of all the players on their Instagram account. For example, we, we read that the goalie Mark Bertram is producing quite wild tiktoks with kasper Jerub. Um, obviously we haven't seen these clips or videos yet so it's hard to say how how wild those videos are but we definitely thank the danish Bar federation for this information and this kind of input um, estonia well i saw them in the qualifications they were pretty convincing i have to say They have this sort of determination and skills, everything they need for a great performance at the Under-19 World Championships. One player that I definitely need to mention is Chris Oya. He's also named as the rookie of the team. He's very, very confident, skillful. He had some cheeky celebrations at the qualifications and I think his style might get under opponent skin as well. And... um, they have, they have many talented players. Carl-Erik Kuk was the uh, <laughs> top scorer. That's a
0: great name. That is a really good name, I have to say.
1: The surname is almost like Kukka, which is a uh, flower in Finnish. Um, he got 14 points in four games, eight goals, six assists. So definitely um, might be one of the top scorers in this group, I think. And then Austria, um, they did one of their best results in 2021 when they finished on the 12th place. Um, Then they made made it to the final round after a long gap because Austria, they were at the men's under 19 world championships in 2009 and 2007. Um, But James, you saw them at the qualifications. How did that go for them?
0: Yeah, they started off very well, and um, they secured qualifications before the last game even took place, even though they did end up losing that last game to to Belgium. Um, It could have gone very differently on that last game, on that last day, if Belgium had beaten France the day before. But Austria were very good in their first three games, even against Norway, proving Norway's toughest opponent in qualifications in Austria. And um, yeah, definitely some talented players but um, mostly they're very good team spirit that's what I noticed the most
1: yeah and one of the players that you should definitely look out for is Filip Prokop um, Austrian pl- floorball player on Instagram I think that's his uh, username Yeah. yeah um, he's the only player who is playing abroad so in Slovakia at the moment
0: yeah he has a Slovak family Slovak roots um, he plays for Bratislava I think Lido Bratislava um, but he's very talented. Um, and he, Austrian underscore player 97. There you go. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you want to follow him, I'm sure Philip will appreciate that shout out. Um, but yeah, he scored two lovely goals that we make clips of on our uh, on our Instagram. A 360 and a sort of drag through the legs and then a reverse kind of half Zorro flick, which was really nice. So yeah, highlight reel.
1: Yeah, I I think we will get some good material for our social media channels also from him in Frederikshaven, I think. Um
0: for sure. I'll just ask him in Slack. It's worth it going to worse.
1: <laughs> Then last but not least, we have the USA. Um as James mentioned in the previous podcast episode, um they have a very interesting team at this competition. Um, Their latest participation is from 2019, when they finished on 14th place. And of course, as James already mentioned, the 2021 event was very different, only played with the European teams due to COVID. So there are a few teams in Frederikshalven that we haven't really seen in international competitions for a while. Um, The US team has a family feeling to it. Landon van Baden, who is also our social media ambassador, and one of the pride talents in the team. His dad Nick is on the coaching staff. Alex Radical's dad Brian is the general manager. Brian was also the floorball announcer at the World Games in Birmingham last summer. And Keen Addington's mom and family will be in Denmark to support him and the team and many others, so we, we are loving that, you know?
0: Yeah, and uh, also one more Van Pannen. Ethan is the goalkeeper, so... Yeah,
1: exactly. So
0: Family vibes, family yeah, yeah. vibes in Team USA.
1: And then, of course, one player that I need to mention, Maximus Planko. Uh, very dangerous forward, plays for Eko Sirius in Sweden. Um, he has also played with the men's team at the World Games and also in the World Championships in Helsinki in 2021
0: yeah so definitely some bright young talents on that usa team who've represented the senior side before we move on to group b and group a we'd just like to point out that there's a new award that's going to be given Uh, one player from each team will receive the fair floorball award which is a backpack which has been uh, graciously donated by our sponsors puma and the recipient of the award will be a nominated by the team management of each team. So all of the team staff will nominate who they believe on their team represents Fair Floorball the best. And the selection of the winners, the team management should look for a player who embodies the spirit of fair play, portrays sportsmanship, works hard for the team, encourages others, leads by example, or even acts as a role model. So maybe you're if you're listening to this and you're a team manager, it's... You might want to pick someone who's maybe a bit underrated or undervalued they may not show up on the stat sheet that much but they they help the team out in many other different aspects that they may not be rewarded for so definitely uh, one to look forward to if you are a hard-working player who may be a defender or goalkeeper and doesn't get the limelight as much as the forwards
1: yeah, I mean, I, I definitely appreciate those kind of awards as well because we we quite often we award the all star team, of course, and then sometimes we also have the MVP of the event. So um, I think this kind of award definitely also highlights other players, not only the top scorers.
0: Definitely, definitely. So um, goalkeepers and defenders, look out for this one. That's one that you can win. Yeah. I'll move on to a Group B now. We're getting into the heavy hitters, the top eight. All of these teams automatically qualified from placing in the top eight last time out. So we'll start off with Sweden, one of the favorites, pre-tournament favorites. However, it's been a while. They have not won for 10 years in the under-19 World Championships. Their last win was in 2013 when the tournament took place in Germany. And since then, they finished out of the medals in 2015 when they hosted. And they took two silvers in 2017 and 2019 and a bronze in 2021. So it's been uncharacteristically a bit of a medal drought for a Sweden national team at the under-19 world championships. Historically, they are still the most successful team with five gold, four silvers and one bronze in the history of the tournament and for me the one player to watch at this tournament for Sweden um, is going to be none other than Gabriel Kohonen son of the legend Mika Kohonen who is obviously a Finnish legend Um, son Gabriel grew up in Sweden and plays in Sweden he plays for Rik Uema 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 Swedish pronunciation again, Ömer, uh, Iberf, who are in the Swedish First Division. And um, are you ready for this one, Mari?
1: I'm always ready.
0: He scored 88 points in 22 games in the regular season Wow! in the Swedish First Division. Uh, so that is the division below the top, top division. Uh, In Sweden, so basically you could say it's the second division. Mm. And he scored 88 points in 22 games as an under-19 player in a men's league.
1: That's massive.
0: So uh, definitely look out for him making the step up to the SSL next year, possibly. Uh, Maybe under Stuvretta, where his dad, Mika, is on the coaching staff. Uh, Also, well done to Stuvretta, who just on the weekend won the championship. Uh, They beat Falun in the final. So congratulations to them, but they've got more players in the pipeline coming. They have possibly Gabriel Kohonen and most definitely they have Philip Langer. So they are not content with just winning one in Sweden. And the next side we will look at from Group B, Switzerland. Switzerland, it's been a little bit of a rough couple of years for Switzerland. They've not meddled at the previous three under 19 World Championships. Their last medal was silver in 2015, where they also got a silver in 2013 as well. So this Swiss side is back and they're looking to correct the wrongs of previous editions and looking to get back on the medal table. For me, the Swiss player to look out for is Pascal Schmucki, not just because he has an amazing name, but because he's a very strong defender who plays for Usta in the top Swiss junior division? So he's an under 19 player playing in an under 21 league. And uh, he helped them fight off relegation this year. And they finished ninth in the league in the under 21A. So he's playing above his age level. And he's a very calm, cool, collected player, very comfortable with the ball and doesn't really get pressured, doesn't really crumble under the pressure, which is um, very encouraging to see for a young player who has that level of maturity when they play. Also, uh, he was personally recommended and personally told to shout him out by our colleague, uh, Jörg Kim, who's on the Ushta men's senior coaching staff. Uh, Jörg is the communications manager here at the IFF as well. And uh, he told us, yeah, Pascal's a good choice.
1: Yeah, for interviews and for everything. And playing, (laughs) yeah, for play as well. But of course, interviews. We need those tips, like who to interview at the events as well. Like who will be, who will be um, ready for those kinds of situations and comfortable.
0: And if you're a player listening to this and you're going to be at a tournament, then you know, don't be, don't be scared, don't be shy to come talk to us. We always appreciate when players want to talk to us. Next up. From Group B, we will look at Germany. Germany is an interesting one. Of course, they've hosted this tournament twice in 2011, and sorry, three times: 2011, 2013, and the first ever edition in 2001. Uh, Germany, unfortunately, has never been on the medals table, uh, but they have always been well represented in uh, men's under 19. They've always finishing around top six. Uh, providing a tougher competition than some may expect and really when you look at this German team there's only one person who really stands out and jumps out at you more than anybody else um, and it's Jakob Hines, the forward he played last year in the men's senior team at at the men's world championships in Zurich and Winterthur and already under-19 level, playing in the men's senior team, you know he's pretty good. He scored 14 points for Germany in those men's world championships last year. And now he takes his talents to the under-19 world championships. And uh, Jakob is an interesting story. He, him and his family moved to Sweden to fully concentrate on floorball. Uh, so from a young age, he's been fully developed and fully focused on only floorball. And he plays in the Swedish highest Swedish junior level for over two years and just very recently signed a contract with the SSL team, Pigspo Wallenstam. So look out for him next season in the SSL, in the top division, and it'll be very interesting to see how well he does in this Under-19 World Championships, especially in a very tough group. And last but not least, in Group B, we will talk about Slovakia, Slovensko. Slovakia have had a little bit of trouble at Under-19s. They haven't been as... Well represented as maybe their men's senior team. um, They're they're very good, individual, talented players. And a lot of the players come from the Slovak League themselves. Uh, But they have a few players dotted around in other leagues, most particularly in the Czech Republic. And that is where my player to watch from Slovakia comes from. He plays for FBS Bohemian's youth team in the Czech Republic the highest uh, junior level in the Czech Republic and was the third highest point scorer in the Czech junior top division this season with 82 points in 32 games for Bohemians. Uh, Mario Ojimi, excuse my pronunciation. I'm usually good with (laughs) Slovak names, but it's a name that I'm struggling with a little bit. But Mario Ojimi, forward for Slovakia, definitely one to watch for them. And I think Slovakia are definitely going to be looking to try and get into that top 5, top 6 spot that they normally always are trying to fight for. And most normally it's against Latvia uh, or Germany. So we'll see how they do in that group. Uh, For my prediction for this group, I can't really see anything but Sweden finishing first. I I think Switzerland will finish second and maybe it's my bias here but i'm going to say slovakia third and germany fourth. Mari, uh did you give your predictions for group c? Um
1: i actually didn't. I i just realized when you when you mentioned that.
0: <laughs> All right, so but... Denmark, Estonia, Austria, USA for group c. Who do you think is
1: Ah, uh, it it's a tough one. I think um, I'm kind of thinking either Denmark or Estonia will, will win the group, but oh, it's it's so tough to give these uh, predictions. I'm not really used to doing this actually, <laughs> um, but okay, let's say Estonia they will win group C. Wow. Denmark, okay. Denmark will be second. USA third. Austria fourth.
0: Wow, okay, so a little bit different than what most people would say. I would definitely think Denmark at home would have home advantage, but Mari says no. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Denmark.
1: But I like surprises, so of course, yeah. Okay, so that's, that's my guess.
0: Let's move into Group A, and we've got the defending champions, Mari.
1: Oh, Group A, very tough group. Um, Czech Republic, they're the defending champions. Uh, Finland, on the other hand, they got silver in 2021. Latvia are looking to break into top four. And Poland will take on the challenge against these teams and try to improve their result. So, of course, Czech Republic, they have won the last two editions of the Under-19 World Championships. Uh, the men's Under-19 team made history back in 2019 in Halifax when they won the first ever World floorball championships gold in the history of Czech floorball. Um, and I think the expectations are still there for this men's under-19 team. Um, and also the Czech national teams, their teams improve their results in every event. Like looking at the women's under-19 team who got second place in Katowice last year, men's team was second and the world championships uh, in Switzerland. In, in 2022 so of course we should be expecting a great performance from the men's under 19 team in Freder- Frederikshaven as well. Uh, one player that I would like to mention is Adam Tzupek who scored two goals for Vitkovice in the Czech super final um, and I think definitely after experiencing a loud 0-2 arena he will be ready for international stage at the world championships as well. I mean should be should be quite easy after that, going to um Arena Nord, baby.
0: Definitely very talented, as are several players on this Czech team.
1: Are there any anyone in particular that you would like to um mention?
0: Um Gatnad? I don't know his first name. Um but he played also in the in the final, in the Czech Super League final and uh he was really good. Uh, I don't know if it's Martin Gardner, or, but I will not a hundred percent. But I know that he he played very well and and again it's, you see a lot of these these players on these teams they're in junior leagues or maybe like the second division, but this Czech side have got players in the best clubs, in the best men's clubs in the top division of Czech floorball. So yeah, that's scary.
1: It is. It is. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure they will perform well, like very, very well in Frederikshavn as well, the whole team. Um, well, then, then we have Finland. They are definitely looking to upgrade their silver from 2021 20, and take the first place. Their latest under-19 WSE gold, and now I'm talking about the men's under-19 team, um, is from 2017. It's from the city in Sweden that should not be named by us. <laughs> so vex you. Uh, um, the women's under19 got gold uh, in Uppsala in 2021 20, 20, 20, 20, yeah um, but so the men's under19 team got gold last time in 2017. Uh, the Finnish team, they have players from 10 different clubs. Which is interesting because if we compare to the men's team, they have had this like, sim- like, classic dominance in the team for the past few years. Um, now the men's under 19, they have a maximum of three players from one club. So there are three players from Ervi and three players from Ols. Uh, one player that should be mentioned is Jonas Ekuri. He's playing for the current men's finalist team, DPS, not in the senior team, but in the junior team. So maybe a future talent for the men's team as well. And then Jarno Ihme, who is the goalie coach of the team. He's a former player, also an IFF Athletes Commission member. So shout out to Jarno, whose surname is Ihme, so in, in English, miracle. Then we have Latvia. So in 2021, 2019, and 2017, so for the past three under 19 World Championships, Latvia has finished just outside of top four, being fifth. Uh, they have an interesting mix of young players and more experienced players. So a few players who have played on the, at the Under-19 World Championships before, and then also some of them, for example, Gustav Srietitis who has also played in the men's team at world championships in 2022. Yeah, uh, Krietsidis is playing in Finland for Kove in the first division. And there is also a bunch of Latvian players playing for Kove. For example, Roland Skowalewskis, Janis Rakovskis, Kristjanis Stildins. All these players have also played with the Latvian men's team or are representing the men's team at the moment. Uh, Obviously, might have something to do with the fact that the former head coach of the Latvian men's team Artur Rihimäki, is coaching Kove. So this is this is why the Latvian players are finding their ways to to play in Kove as well.
0: Connections.
1: Yeah, um, Karlin Stukans and Edgars, Ricard Kremtse, uh, two players from the Latvian team are playing in Ljelv. Verde, the Latvian champions, and also there are two players who are playing in the youth team of Stuvreta IPK, so Edgis Senbergs and Emil Jantsevskis.
0: I'm very glad you're pronouncing those names and not me.
1: I don't know if I'm doing it right, but I'm trying.
0: Better than, <laughs> better than a British Slovak for sure then.
1: Um, and then last but not least we have Poland. Poland, they have really interesting history in the Men's Under 19 World Championships. Uh, the team got relegated to B division based on their result in 2017. Um, and in 2019, they finished 12th. In 2021, when the A and B divisions were already history, they took the eighth place. So that was, that was pretty good. And of course, they are also looking forward for a, for a better result from this World Championships. Uh, the team has some players who have gained val- valuable experience from playing with the men's team. For example, Kacper Szevanski, Daniel Surden and Mateusz Sadolevski. They are all playing in Poland.
0: I think every player except one plays in Poland. Yeah. And there's one goalkeeper who plays in Scotland. Yes, you heard that right. He plays in Scotland. So shout out the goalkeeper. I don't know your name. I, I forgot your name. I'm sorry. <laughs> but when I meet you in, in, <laughs> <laughs> in Haven, I'll give you a high five because that's cool to have a, someone playing on a British team at world championships. It's very rare. So uh, he plays for Hawick Hawks. Um, but yes.
1: Yeah, we, we have the name. Kasper Rutkowski.
0: Yes, thank you, Kasper. And um, definitely have a chat with you and maybe a short interview that we'll post on our page about how and why a Polish floorball player is playing in Scotland. But, uh, yeah, it's good to know.
1: Okay, then my predictions for this group. Czech Republic will win the group. Finland, second. (laughs) No, really? Latvia, third. Poland, fourth.
0: Okay, so for group C, you thought, I'm going to mix it up. And then for group A, you just went, no. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to leave it as it is. Yeah. All right, so we've gone through every group. We've told you one player and to watch. Now it's time for, I think we should predict gold, silver, and bronze. Each of us put our necks on the line here. Obviously, we have no actual say on the results. We are just predicting. Yeah, um, we are
1: just of media people. We know nothing, so...
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll start. I'll start with my bronze. I'm going go I'm going to go controversial here. I'm going to say Switzerland get bronze. Um, you'll see maybe why I say controversial in a minute because it means one of the top other th- four nations is going to get not a medal. Mm. Marie, you're a bronze medalist?
1: I will say Finland.
0: Okay, Finland for Marie, Switzerland for myself. I'm going I'm going Sweden silver. Mari.
1: Czech Republic silver.
0: Okay, I'm going Czech Republic Gold.
1: Sweden gold.
0: Okay. So we both have a Czech Sweden final. But
1: And that can go either way. Uh yeah. I'm that's definitely like these are only predictions, so of course I will definitely think there will be a Sweden Czech Republic final. But who will be the winner? Of course, it's it's really hard to say. Like you said before, Sweden they have had a bit of a gap. Mm. since their last title, so they might be really, really hungry for that title, but then on the other hand, Czech Republic could win their third title in a row. Hmm, yeah.
0: And then it's probably going to be a Finland-Switzerland final after everything <laughs> yeah, we just said. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or something very random, you know. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. So um, it, it's that's the beauty of this sport. You never know who's going to get to the final and how well people are going to do. And, and there's always an upset at these kind of tournaments. Uh, I think last year the biggest sort of surprise package at the women's was uh, New Zealand, who really performed really well, considering they yeah. were all from one club and it was all very close-knit and they... Pushed Denmark in their in their in their match and almost won, which is just I, I think a couple of years ago if you said New Zealand national team would be almost beating Denmark in a World Championships you'd be like I'm sorry what? So credit for that.
1: And then I think also especially at under nineteen World Championships there are some players who will stand out, like for sure. Um, in Katowice last year it was Nora Lelovics from Hungary. Um, she broke so many records and set new records as well. So that was that was amazing. World Championships for, for her.
0: And 2021, obviously, we have this sort of golden generation of these Czech players, which is sort of now gone uh, a bit because all those Czech players who are part of that quote-unquote golden generation, your Filip Langers, your Maciej Havlas, those kind of players, they've all grown up a bit and Mm. over 19 so we'll see how this new generation of Czech players deals with the pressure of being two time defending champions
1: Yeah,
0: and yeah so that's our predictions, that's our preview of the men's under 19 World Football Championships 2023 taking place this April 26th to the 30th in Frederickshaven Denmark. Tickets are still available so if you're around, if you live in Göteborg and you just want to get the ferry across and watch some lovely, high-quality, intense floorball, uh, you can. Tickets are obviously available on the website under 19wfc2023.dk. Uh, for streaming, the at the moment we have no TV companies who are taking this uh, World Championship, so the only place to watch this is live on the IFF app, on the IFF platform, app.floorball.sport or on the IFF app on your Android or iOS and you'll be able to buy a game pass uh, tournament pass which is uh, 19.99 for all games every single match at these world championships for that one pass or individual games are 5.99 and a medal matches games i believe are 7.99 Get on that if you want to watch some high-quality, high-level floorball. Marie, any last words from yourself? Well, as we
1: have been talking that there are some palm trees in Frederikshaven but we just heard that the palm trees have been stored for winter, so I don't think we will be seeing any.
0: And I looked at the weather forecast and it's 8, eight degrees Celsius and rain, so can't wait for summer in Frederikshaven. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, definitely have to bring my winter clothes
0: still, I guess. (laughs) But we'll be inside all day recording all the action. Yeah, exactly. uh, we'll have six matches out of the eight matches a day. We'll have English commentary. And we will, of course, let you know beforehand which matches will have commentary and which will be without commentary. And... uh, if you hate my voice, I'm sorry. I will also be doing commentary for several of the games in Frederickshaven. Most of them, however, will be done by our voice of floorball, Mr. Ollie Hogburn. So we look forward to maybe seeing you in Frederickshaven. And if not, tune in on the IFF app. And for this time, thank you. And we'll see you soon. Thank
1: you. Bye.